0: Hi, it's O, your speaker coach. Welcome to episode number 22. This one is all about presentation skills. And since there's a lot of content, this'll be part one of a two-part special episode. Let's start with a scenario that plays itself out in just about every industry, every single day. You're working hard, you're climbing the ladder towards success, and you've got lots of fresh, creative ideas. This is a good thing, right? And then one day your boss says, I'd like you to present that idea to the team at our weekly meeting. Will you do it? Now, here come two very different but very predictable responses. Number one, the extrovert. The extrovert says, wow, of course, I'd love to. Thank you so much for asking. This is an amazing opportunity. How much time do I have to speak? Because, you know, I have a lot to say. And then there's the introvert. Who shrinks at the idea, dreading even the thought of it. This is the person who says, oh, no, 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 thanks anyway, I I really can't, I just don't feel comfortable speaking in front of people. How about if I just send the team my idea in memo form so everyone can just read it on their own time? The truth is, being asked to present, whether virtually or in person, is a compliment. It means that you've got your boss's attention and that he or she thinks your ideas are worthy of discussion, maybe even of action. And when we present, we have the floor. All eyes and ears are upon us. We get the chance to be an expert. Even if it's just for 15 minutes, we're seen as a leader. We're able to share what we know with others. Being a talented presenter is one of the keys to your success, no matter what field you're in. Introverts tend to shine the brightest when they're one-on-one. They like it that way. They're great listeners, they seek out opinions, they weigh decisions carefully, and most of all, they don't need to be in the spotlight in order to feel valued or heard. Extroverts love a captive audience. They crave the stage. They dig the spotlight. So how does a communications coach like me teach both types of people to be powerful presenters. Well, guess what? It's not that hard. I've been able to help introverts see presentations in public speaking as a way of passing on their ideas and their knowledge for the betterment of others. Instead of seeing themselves in the spotlight, we talk about the idea and its merit for the good of the order. And I tell them to get out of their own way and to just shine the spotlight on the topic or on solving the problem. Not on themselves. When an introvert sees a presentation through that lens, they embrace the opportunity and they share their idea or their point of view with a lot less fear. As for working with the extroverts, well, it's very common for me to have to rein in their need to be the center of attention while at the same time allowing them to enjoy the moment because they really seem to like it and focusing instead on what matters most, which is always. The audience. So, whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, I've got my first five tips that are sure to help you develop your skills as a presenter. So, listen carefully. Here comes tip number one know your audience. When you are planning your presentation, ask yourself the question Who am I talking to and why should they care? The answer to this question will always guide the content you choose. It'll also guide your tone and your message. For example, if you're talking to members of your team, you really don't need to review what they already know. But if you are presenting to a prospect, those details may very well lay the foundation for your presentation. Tip number two, everything is a story. Story Storytelling is as old as time. Stories form the basis of how we think how we organize our thoughts, how we remember information. And most of all, stories help us establish trust. And here's some very cool brain science. When a story makes us feel something, our brain responds by releasing dopamine. Now, dopamine is what is often called the happy hormone. It's a neurotransmitter responsible for sending signals between nerve cells in the brain affecting our emotions, movements, and the sensations for both pleasure and pain. The best presenters, the best public speakers, are masterful storytellers. And keep in mind, everything is a story. Even sales numbers have a story behind them. Resist the need to create a slide with lots of text and lots of numbers. Recall for slides loaded with facts and figures is about 2%. Recall for provocative story-based visuals, 85%. The best way to influence someone in a presentation is to appeal to their heart and their mind. But how do we tell a great story? Well, that's easy. Just start at the end. Ask yourself, what is my goal? What is my message that I'm trying to communicate? What do I want to achieve in the telling of my story? And once you figure out the ending, it's time to find a provocative, memorable beginning or open that will capture the attention of your audience and hook them into the story. For example, you can start your presentation by polling the audience, by making a statement that arouses curiosity, by asking why or how, or by sharing a personal story. The details or the meat of the story are what you put in the middle And those are the facts that you use to support your theme. The end of the story is your destination. It's the payoff. It's why you are presenting in the first place. So if you want to get someone's attention, just tell them a great story. Tip number three, preparation. The only time I'm nervous is when I'm not prepared. When we are prepared, we are confident. So do yourself a favor. Spend the time to research your topic from top to bottom. Find out some little known facts and shape your narrative with stories. And script your presentation word for word. Yes, that's right, I said word for word. When we do this, we create muscle memory. The script will be used to rehearse and you can also create bullet points from a full script. Choose your slides carefully and remember, Color, movement, music, video, they all trump black and white. Use minimal text and minimal numbers on a slide. The busier the slide, the lower the recall. Tip number four shorter is better and don't go long. Have you ever been in a meeting where someone says, gee, I wish that had gone on a little longer? I'm guessing your answer is no. Always leave your audience filled with interesting content. And longing for more. And never, ever go over your time limit. More and more, time is a commodity, and you just can't get it back. People resent it when a person goes long, or even when an event runs late. Begin and end on time. And if you are ever part of a presentation where someone else has gone before you and they went long, I know it's very hard to accept this, but edit yourself. Don't you be late too. People will appreciate your efforts to follow the rules and end on time. Put your phone on stopwatch and be aware of your timing. You can also just ask a colleague to give you a very discreet two minute warning. Tip number five rehearse and then rehearse some more. Practice really does make perfect, and this is true about presentations for sure. The best way to rehearse a presentation is to divide it into three or four parts and to practice each part separately. When we do this, we create muscle memory. Notice I am not telling you to memorize your presentation. Very few people are capable of memorizing speeches and presentations. And when we try to do this, all we add is stress. And that stress causes our brains to secrete cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And before you know it, we're sweating, we're shaking, and we're forgetting everything. Divide your presentation, like I said, into three or four parts. Rehearse the final section first, because you want that to be filled with energy and purpose. It's your destination. So rehearse that last part to make sure that you are holding on to some really good energy. Then rehearse the beginning and make sure your energy in the beginning matches your energy at the end. Then rehearse the middle. Be sure that you are supporting your premise and your message with strong content. Rehearse the entire presentation now from beginning to end in order. And do this once or twice. If you go long, start editing yourself. Make sure you end on time. Remember, you are the only one who knows what you left out. And here's an added piece of advice. Resist the need to add new content on the day of the presentation. This is often the kiss of death because you have not rehearsed this content and your brain will naturally fear what it does not feel comfortable with. And fear is the number one killer of confidence. I'll have part two of Presentation Skills 101 in our next episode. And in that, we're gonna talk about the nuances of presenting virtually versus presenting in person, We'll talk about how to adjust your voice and your style to the size of the room. We'll also talk about how to handle Q and A and how to be the most memorable presenter. For a tip sheet on this episode, just go to speaker coach. Follow me on Facebook at candieterryofficial and all other platforms at Candy o Terry. And if you liked this episode. If I taught you something you didn't know before, I hope you will subscribe to The Speaker Coach and please leave a review. Maybe you could even tell a friend or a coworker about this show. I really would appreciate it. Until next time, this is Candy O, your speaker coach. No matter how you sound, I can make you sound better.